know, he talked about the falling away uh, in Scripture. That's already happening, folks. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, we're down, statistically, if they've studied it, we're down to 43% say they go to church or synagogue or something like that in America, but only 23% say they go to church every week. That's low when we were in the 60s, not very many years ago. Uh, so God's, well, it's all, I mean, we're going to win. That's the crazy part in the midst of all the craziness. But, and there's so many, just what is church, and I don't want to go to church. And Title tonight, He Chose Favor. I was reading the account of Jesus going to the cross. Back up just, I was going to start in verse 39, but I want to back up a little bit. I thought, I just read this again before I come out. Now, we know Jesus is making his way to the cross in these scriptures, but I thought it interesting. We know that he, he was already beaten severely. He was flogged. Um, I mean, when you, when you learn the description of what really took place, the whips had bones in it, and they literally would cut down to the, the you know, cut down to the bone and open his flesh up and the list goes on and on. But it was interesting, uh, a great multitude of people, verse 27, followed him and a woman who also mourned and laminated him. But Jesus turning to them said, now here he is on his way to death, on his way to the cross and he takes time. I, this blows my mind. He takes time to stop, and quite a lengthy, I'm not going to read it all, but quite a lengthy time, he talks to these women, and I'm thinking, how did that work? How did that fit in? How did they give, how did the guards give him time to do that, but yet he, he got by with it? It says, daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. And it goes on, and it talks about the, the times being bad. But I thought that was amazing. Now, I, You'll see why I'm bringing this up in a moment. But then in verse 39, we know that there's two criminals hanging on the right and on the left. Then it's talking here about the criminals. It says, then one of the criminals who were hanged blaspheming him, saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, do you not even fear God, seeing you're under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into... In other words, put a good word in for me. He basically said to Jesus, and then Jesus said, and Jesus said to him, As surely I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Well, what I want to talk about today is, what did this prisoner see or hear compared to the attitude of the other man. And you see this so much in, in, in America now. It's getting so bad. I was talking to a young lady yesterday that deals with people all the time. And, and I brought this up because I knew I was going to be talking about it. We talked Bible a little bit. And she said, it's amazing how the attitude of everybody's changing. Well, we had one criminal hanging that was only thinking about what? his own prideful self, and that was it. And he didn't care who was there. He had something nasty to say, which is anymore, that's what people, way people are. But then you had the other criminal. Was he walking along 
when Jesus stopped and spoke to this woman? Was he listening? And I'm sure he was when different things went on around him. Think, of, think about some of the things that were said uh, in Luke 23, 34. Uh, he, says, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And then in 1 Peter 2, 23, it says, when, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. And the reason I brought this up was, what kind of response is someone going to have when they see you and are watching you? I mean, something supernatural happened here. I mean, this guy... This guy knew he was a sinner. This guy knew, I mean, he even told the other man, man, we got, we got what coming to us. We were bad. This man did not have anything coming to us. Give me a break, guy. And then he said to Jesus, remember me. Basically, he was repenting of his sins. And I thought it was so interesting how Jesus took the time before, now this is before the cross had finished, took the time to say, what I've got, it's what you're going to get. Well, see, if we can learn to live the same way with what we've seen in him, our whole life would change. It's a guarantee. You, you slip into a place, when you live this way, you slip into a place of favor with Christ when you're living as he would want you to live. You're, you're getting a response from other people that may change their life forever. I mean, it, it's a fact. And when you've seen Jesus, I mean, think about, I mean, we don't, because we've never been there, what was it like for every breath that he was taking? I mean, you would think even Jesus is a man, all he would be thinking about is making the next breath. And all he'd be thinking about is, am I going to make the next statement because of his weakness from all the blood that he had lost and all that went on. But to take the time to answer the man, but the man is the same way. He took the time to talk to Jesus. He took the time to talk to the other, the other man that was coming against him. He took the time to defend Jesus. He took the time to stand up for Jesus. All the while, he knew he was going to die in a few moments. He knew every breath he took, he had to... Literally, when, when they say when you're on a cross like that, it pulls your lungs where you can't breathe, your diaphragm, and you have to stretch yourself up to get a breath, and then you come down. And all the while, you're hanging with a nail stuck in your hand. I mean, I can't even... I can't fathom a nail stuck in my hand. Everything else is okay. But to know that he's seen something different, to me, it was like... Wow, this is something that we, we need to talk about because in the midst of what he was going through, he still was giving. He was constantly giving. And you know, it's like us. In the midst of your bad days, don't, don't you love when you get around people and you ask them how they're doing? I've had a bad day. <laughs> what, what good is that? That confession may be the last thing they'll ever hear. Why not be on the other side like Jesus was? Why not be on the side like this, this criminal was? He knew he had done wrong and he knew he was going to die for it. But yet he also knew something supernatural about this man hanging between me and this other man that I may need. And in the last moments, I've always said that uh, in, in laughing, you know, it's just like Jesus to get Hitler saved right before he dies. You know, the man that did so much damage, but yet his power... His forgiveness is so strong that he would if he would turn his life around. 
That's how, that's how big this is. And you know, you take, you, you, take, you take what took place on the cross, the list of the things that we got for that is nothing but favor. To think that, to think that everything on the planet that would hurt you or I, he got put on him. Every, I mean, it's hard to even fathom. Every sickness, every disease, every heartache, every bit of depression, every bit of, the list goes on and on and on. I'm having to take, I'm having to take heart medicine because of my heart situation before my surgery. And I made the mistake of looking at the side effects. So here I am now trying to put those out of my mind. The enemy is amazing. I was reading a little bit of uh, Kyle's book, and the first, his first chapter is about uh, the, the lion, the roaring lion, and how he seeks to devour you and stuff, and how every thought. Well, the enemy is going to take every thought, but then I've got to take every wrong thought, every side effect of anything that's going on in my life, and I've got to turn it to like Jesus did and say, it's going to be okay. I'll see you in heaven. Everything's all right. I've got you covered. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And the list keeps going on and on as you study the scripture. That's why it's so important to read the word. If you don't read the word, you know, there's no condemnation in not reading this. But there becomes a hunger that you don't understand. If, you, if you've not been in it very long, you know, a lot of people turn to food. And they're, they're hungry, but they don't know what they're hungry for because it's still in the physical for them. That's why it's important to make time every day to get this. Because when you get this, you get his attitude, you get his actions, you get his reactions, and everything goes on. And then when something happens in your life, you'll have a proper reaction like Jesus had at the moment that he knew he was going to die. That's what he was there for. But yet, in the midst of all of his suffering, I, I can't even fathom... The condition, he, he was in such a bad condition, he couldn't even carry the cross. They had Simeon do it for him. But yet he took the time to tell the lady, it's going to be okay. Just pray that you'll, you'll be, get through it, basically is what he said. But we've got to come and recognize, see, the criminal, had, the criminal had nothing to give him. Just like really, folks, we have nothing to give the Lord. But yet he died for everything for us. He carried it all on the cross his value was none. Think about the value of what the, the criminal thought of himself. I don't know what he did, but it was bad enough he was going to die. And then to know that you're going to die and to know what personality and all the things that goes on, think how low he felt. But think how high he felt about himself when Jesus spoke to him and said, and he knew that he knew that he knew that this was going to change his life forever. He, he probably knew inside, just like when we first got saved, how we knew something was di different in our life, how the change would take place. But, but he had no value, but then when Jesus looked at him, how did Jesus look at him like he looks at me and you? Because he knew what was going to take place. That's the interesting part about this. Jesus already knew which one was going to talk nice to him and which one was not going to talk nice to him. And he already knew what was going to be said by him. And he already knew what he was going to say to you. And he does the same with us every day. He already knows my tomorrows. And I don't have to worry about living in that condemnation. I just have to just keep loving him and knowing that he loves me. Why? Because he died on the cross. I want to read something to you. And, I, and I'm not going there today. Romans 
Do you want to go there? Romans 5. And I'll talk about this Sunday. It just come up, so I want to do it while I'm thinking about it. Romans 5. Oh, where's it at, Lord? In Romans 5, listen to what it says. Talking about, talking about the cross. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith. That's not where I want to go. One up from that. Who was delivered up because of our offenses. Jesus was delivered up in Romans uh, 4, 25. Jesus was delivered up for our offenses. Listen to what it says. And was raised because of our justification. Because. Now, I'm going to read it to you again. He was delivered up because of our offenses. Because of all the sin we had. Of all that was going on, he was put on the cross, and he was, he was crucified for that. But then, when, we was re- when he was resurrected, look, well, look why he was resurrected. But he was raised because of, because of our justification. In other words, God said, what you just went through is good enough. You took care of everything that I had to be done for me. You did it right. That's why Jesus said at the very end, it is finished. Everything was accomplished for you and I. The death and resurrection is so big, folks. Easter is so big. The resurrection is so big that we recognize then the scripture after scripture after scripture as you get into this that, that says that as we die with him, we were raised with him. But then when I read this, and that's why I've got to study it out more before I present what I feel like it's saying. But, but it's because of our justice. It's because you've been made righteous that he got resurrected. Not that he couldn't get, but, but he was finished. The job was done. It was done perfectly. It was done complete. And that's the part we need to recognize. He gave everything for us. He went to death for us. He died for us. He gave us life. He took care of every situation and circumstance for us. All because he died. But then when he rose again, then we were put, we were put in favor, basically. We were placed in a position of favor. Uh, our enemies, the Bible says our enemies is under our feet. Why? Because he died for everything. It's so great to know that no matter what I've done in my past, no matter what I've done in my life, no matter really what's going to be going on in my future, if I've got Jesus as my Savior, then I will not be judged for things that I do wrong and have done wrong. Because he did it all. He accomplished it all. And I've been justified. And I've been made righteous. And you've been made just. You, you're justified. And you've been made righteous because of what he did. And because of that, our life changes. In Psalms 110 verse 1, it says, Put our enemy, he puts our enemy under our feet. I love that. We live many times like uh, the enemy's got the best hand and he's getting us down. And my wife is driving me crazy. My husband's driving me crazy. No, that's all supposed to be under our feet. That's all supposed to be taken care of. Uh, there is no sense. Romans eight seventeen says that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with God. That's pretty big, folks. That's like, that's like in some of those scriptures it says that God in Christ, it says in the scriptures. It's because of Christ's death that all this is ours and everything is going on is ours. And like the... the 
program we're going to be putting on, uh, the videos, we win when this is all said and done, folks. And getting raptured out of here, we could go before I get done talking tonight. It could happen any time, any time, any time. But it's all because you've already been justified and you've already been made righteous. And it's all available for us just to, to live the best we can live. And, and wouldn't it be nice if every time you go to Casey's, every time you go to Walmart, every time you go, you are pleasant and nice to the people? Purpose to do it. I mean, purpose to go in and say, now I am purposing no matter what happens or what takes place. I, I had a situation today. I had to go get medication at Walmart. And uh, a, a, an older lady, well, she was only two years older than me. She wasn't real old. I heard her birthday, but she came in about the time I did, but I was ahead of her, and I got in line, and I could tell she was aggravated, and she, as we were standing there in line, she just took her cart, and she just went around and got to talking to a man that was in front of me, and then when it was time for the, she went up and went first, so I did what Jesus, I just, oh, well, no big deal, I wasn't going to, you know, there was a time I would have been upset about it, but I just let it go, and and then no more than she got with the other person that's in the thing said, I'll take care of you. So I went up and she was real fast and this other lady was real slow. I got out to my car when this big rain hit today. And guess who was pushing her shopping cart when the big rain hit? Now I hated it for her. But you get what you planted. So, so we've got to recognize that we are favored like this criminal was. This criminal, he, he's going to die. He picked, he, he made choices. He didn't, get to, to, he didn't get to make the decision on what he was going to get. She didn't get to make a decision on what she got. You say, well, would God do that? No, God didn't do that. That's just the way life is. We have those things, but she probably had a thought or two because she knew what she was doing. Not that it made any difference to me, I've grown past that, but yet there was a time in my life when I, I would have, excuse me, you know, cause especially when I found out she wasn't two years older than me. Give me a break. Get out of the way. I was first. Well, what good would that have done me, and what good would that have done her? Because that's just the state she was in. I, I think maybe that's the point I'm trying to, this criminal was dirt. He wasn't worth nothing. He was, he was sentenced to die. Worst death that there is. But yet Jesus seen something there, and he's seen something in Jesus. And what a difference you could make in a life when you're standing in line somewhere. Or when you're just going up to the lady at Casey's or the man at Casey's. Or you're, could, have you thought of, I don't know how many of you have ever done it, but have you ever thought about how hard it would be to stand in that same spot? The ladies that do the checkout at the grocery store. Could you imagine doing that for eight hours? No, we don't think about that because we're just there and we're gone. But see, those are the kind of people that you're supposed to be nice to, but you're supposed to be nice to everybody. But see, that all goes with this. That all comes along with this because, you know, Galatians 2.20 says what? You've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. See, my old self died with, at the cross, but my 
old self also rose again to the new person. I'm a new creature in Christ, it says in 517 in Corinthians. I'm a new creature in Christ. So if I'm a new creature in Christ, then I need to allow this to take place and me on a daily basis be transformed. Really, if you think about it, this criminal went through a transformation in his last moments of his life that changed his eternity forever. He'll never see the other criminal again. The other criminal would go, was going to hell. Well, why? Because of his choices, where the other man made a choice that changed his life forever. We are daily, folks, being transformed. We are daily being transformed. Where are you? I'm going to close out. Where are you in your life? Think about it. You know, none of us are what we want to be. None of us are going to be who we mess up all the time. All of us do. But yet, if we allow Christ to be first place in our life and we think about, you know, we're going to take communion on Friday night, which don't miss that. That's going to be, that's going to be an awesome night. We're going to take communion. And in the Bible, it says to do this in remembrance of me. Well, remember what? And it says in a set of scriptures, it says that many are sick because they, they, they don't have their mind really right with what's going on. It used to be taken that if you offended somebody, you had to get it straightened out. That's not what it says. It's talking about understanding that he died for me. He died for everything I'll ever go through in my life. He died for anything and everything. He died for my sickness. He died for my disease. He died for my mental health. He died for everything, but yet he rose again. And if you can remember that, then it's life-changing for you. That's like Greg Poole. He had, he had a heart attack, but yet when it was all said and done, they couldn't find anything. Well, what happened? He probably got that miracle that he was believing for and people were praying for. Why? Because we have favor. We have favor every day of our life because who we are and where we are. And but we've got to receive it and know it. And if you're at that place where you don't know it, just, just start recognizing God has got everything for you. He loves you like he's never loved. I mean, he loves you and loves you. There's, that does never change. Never changes. You know, I, I heard an example today uh, a man gave. He said, it's kind of like, like if you've got cancer, you hate cancer. Let's say your child's got cancer. Well, you don't hate the child because he's got cancer. You hate the cancer. Amen. And that's the way God is with us. He hates sin, but he don't hate you, and he'll never hate you. He loves you. He'll never change loving you. So that's why God had a plan from the very beginning to have Christ come and die for all of that so we could be pardoned of all of our mess and he could love us for an eternity. But all we have to do is choose and believe and receive what God's doing. Father, we thank you. Thank you for what you've done on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that you died for everything that we'll ever do wrong. But you, you, you also died for every condition, every heartache, every problem, every situation, everybody that jumps line, everybody that does anything to offend us or hurt us. You've already carried it. So why should we even bother with, with even speaking about it or bringing it up? You constantly constantly we're getting uh, reviled on the cross, constantly being made fun of, but you never, you never come back. You never fought back. You never said, but, but you just let things go. And Father, we thank you that we can do the same thing knowing that you carried everything already, already been done, already taken care of, and you have got everything taken care of in the future. 
We love you, Lord, and we give you praise for everything that you did at the cross and after the cross. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Call you blessed, you're dismissed. Visit with somebody a little bit. You got about 10 minutes.